Peace. This is Sharon Shabazz, and you're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. On this episode, you'll hear an interview that I conducted with Chicago MC Ad2. Ad2 released arguably the best album of 2019 with Jim Crow the Musical. Jim Crow the Musical is a 19-track concept album that focuses on the black American experience and present-day Jim Crow tactics. Add Two beautifully intertwines laughs, love, and loss on Jim Crow the Musical while keeping the fans of punchlines, metaphors, and similes satisfied. Just prior to his first live performance in over four years, Add Two and I discussed the infamous Willie Lynch letter, why he believes Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones is a slave owner, and his new album, Jim Crow the Musical. Jim Crow the Musical, man. Why'd you call a new album Jim Crow the Musical? Um, well, I got the inspiration from like just doing my research. Um, I'm always trying to find ways to draw parallels for people to understand what we're dealing with and actually kind of like put a name to it, too, because a lot of times, man, we'll ignore it, act like it's every day, when in reality it's like, man, there's some same conditions that's going on, there's the same stipulations, it's a little bit more covert. So I'm feeling like, yo, if I draw these parallels, maybe people can kind of hopefully wake up and see that some of this stuff is systematic, some of this stuff is intentional, and that the world may not see you for the beautiful, amazing creatures that we are. Sometimes people be like, yo, you know, y'all are less than, and you know, but we have to do our job to be like, one, be aware of it, two, excel past it, uh, and then train up the next generation so that they understand what they're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, there's so many different reasons why, but I think that was one of my main reasons to draw the parallel so that people could kind of see about like what our ancestors dealt with versus what we're going through right now. You received a lot of critical acclaim. Um, a lot of people got you in their top albums of 2019, man. How does that feel? Um, it's a little overwhelming. I'm not gonna lie to you because I, I told myself I was like, during the time I was away, I was okay with not rapping. I was perfectly fine with not rapping another bar. But um, I told myself if I do come back, I gotta make sure I do it right. Like I hate when my favorite rappers came back and I was like, yo, you was better off chilling, you know? So, but I wanted to make sure that it came through officially and to know that there's a lot of people who felt like I, I hit the nail on the head and that I told the story right or that I nailed the concept right which isn't an easy concept to land either. It's like, so the fact that we stuck the landing, it, it really means a lot. It's really overwhelming. And then to do it at this stage of my life where I feel like I love music. I don't feel like I have to live off my music. So it's like a freeing experience. Like I'm like, yo, I don't have to answer to anything. I'm just no expectations. That's where I was creating from, no expectations. So the fact that this is happening is beyond my expectations. Okay, although the album isn't uh, all heavy topics, Jim Crow itself is the heaviest of topics. Um, you speak on things concerning our people, um, but one song that stands out is Willie Gets Lynched. Um, it's as heavy as it gets. Why did you decide to sort of recreate the Willie Lynch letter? Gentlemen, gentlemen, gather round. <laughs> yes. Gentlemen, 
I greet you here on the banks of the James River in the year of our Lord 2019 and I see you need help controlling your slaves but no worries for this is the reason in which I came I have properly perfected the methods to make them property if we're building economies must destroy their psychology simply physically really mean nothing less mentally broken their spirits and riddled with fear energies neither created nor destroyed control them quicker by thinking they have a choice Make them believe the American dream is vibrant. Then take their slang and music and monetize it. Take their skill and their culture, then monetize it. I'd be surprised if they even recognize it. Then divide them. By class, age, and skin tone. They'll spend hours arguing on their cell phones. Turn the man against the woman so he doesn't trust her. Turn the woman against the man so she doesn't need him. For if the family is together, then they're much stronger. Put them in cages, but tell them that this is really freedom. Keep them in prisons we privately own. Though it's not commonly known, secretly wealth being grown. No, we could breed fear. Make our cuts, then let them bleed here. Teach them our history, knowing that they won't teach theirs. Give the niggas liquor and don't forget the drugs. Ain't no need to promote it, the rappers do it for us. Turn the old against the young and make the point the blame. It's such a shame, cause in the end they really all the same. Kill their leaders, kill their dreams, and kill their barriers. If you can't kill them, then assassinate their characters. Gather your niggas round the screen, then you show it. What's better than a slave is a slave who doesn't know it. And that is how you create and maintain a slave. Um, it was interesting because, of course, as people know, like there's always the controversy about the letter of like if it's real or not. And then um, I went back and I was reading it, and I was just seeing about like if I if it were hypothetically real, then I was like, how diabolical would that be to have a system about how to control people, how to manipulate, how to um, destroy a generation? And when I was reading it, I read it with tears in my eyes. And I was like, you know what? I want to write and I want to kind of like, again, change that narrative to be like, well, what if that was 2019? And what would that look like? What would it sound like? And I remember in my mind uh, almost feeling like that was the best and worst song I've ever wrote at the same time. It was like, it was so powerful when I got done, but I remember hating writing the words and, and even looking at myself in the mirror about how many of these things Fit, fit my description and so um, but I told myself it's like on this album don't shy from anything if, you, if you're gonna do it if you're gonna call an album Jim Crow the musical you, you better hit on every subject and, and talk about it and not just beat around the bush cause and I'll just be honest um, my barometer was how I felt when I listened to Nas's untitled album like I remember feeling like I wanted more, and I love Nas, and so, but I wanted him to be like, yo, just go all out at everybody, like, do it. And so that was my barometer where I said, if you're gonna do it, do it. And that was the song, and I remember writing it, that first verse, I had tears in my eyes while I was writing it, and the second verse, I remember I kept getting chills because I was like, God, I hate this, I hate this. So, but when I'm uncomfortable, that lets me know that I'm in a good place writing-wise, because if I'm in my comfort zone, that's not going to help me push myself. So, yeah.
The album has a lot of live instrumentation on it. Um, why did you decide to incorporate original music a little bit more than samples on this project? Um, I think I've been rapping over sample chops and loops my whole life. And uh, there's a, a life that lives through like additional instrumentation and live musicianship that you can't really get from a loop. You know, sometimes a, a perfect loop can capture it, but then also I want it to be a living, breathing thing. I like, I used to like listening to songs and be like, oh, this one little small part from like, you know, 57 seconds to a minute 30 was like my favorite part because of this extra instrument that's there. So I wanted to kind of give people life within that and so that there was structure, but at the same time, there was layers. Like, I love layers to, to music. And if there's nothing else to dissect other than just face value, then I feel like I'm doing a disservice to people. Okay, you put this project out yourself, and your last album was released with Jamla. Um, what have you learned from your experience with Jamla Records that will make you a better artist and businessman? Yeah, um, the thing that, that I felt was uh, the most important lesson that I learned while I was there was um, value, man. You know what I'm saying? And then belief in yourself because, like, at our height, um, I think we were we represented something different for people. Like, I felt like we were like the little engine that could. And so to know that it's possible to push past, to stay true to what you do, and uh, to keep going, like, I think that's what really helped me out. I had already been picking up stuff while I was there um, and learning as much as I could from, from them, seeing what that looked like to be like, if you had a team around, what does that feel like? And so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know what I'm saying? Like what I learned from there. And I just felt like I was at the space where now uh, I, I feel like I'm a lot more comfortable doing what I need to do and moving forward. So yeah, this is, I learned a lot, learned a lot. Now, how were you able to get Kadeem Hardison involved on the album? Man, so um, Kadeem was a fan he heard Between Heaven and Hell. And then he was like, he said like, yo, I, I really like this kid, he's dope. And then um, after that, uh, I met him later during like the process of doing but uh, doing save us not save ourselves uh, pray for the poor and then subsequently after that um, I want to say like we met and he brought me to, like the Steve Harvey show where they was having a different world reunion it's crazy and then uh, after we did that I was like this is a shot in the dark I don't know if he's gonna say yay or nay but I really would like to have him you know what I'm saying. Uh, I'll, narrate because I wanted that for my last project I wanted Fonte to narrate it originally and then I was like okay word shot in the dark see what happens Kadeem was like yo bro whatever you need me to do it's like send, write, write the script for me and send it to me and so I wrote it demoed it out and sent it to him and he was like yo dope dope so he knocked it out sent it back and I was just like yo this is the best thing in the world the song three fifths you said can't stand it when you're standing on your own too, acting like they own you. Francis Scott Key owns slaves and Jerry Jones too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those might be the best bars of the album. Um, the reaction from the people who are mad at Kaepernick and other NFL players for a kneeling um, is sickening to me. They might as well say like, you know, stay in your place, nigger, to me. Yeah. Um, but for those that don't get it, 
Why do you say Jerry Jones owns slaves too? And this means that they have become in yeah. themselves more monsters. Like we always do it this time. Still watching niggas die. Post-traumatic stress disorder, so my eyes can't even cry. Don't wonder why. I heard that's just the way it is. They spray the block and only kill the kid. Could swim a river in these mother's tears. Hide your wife, nigga, hide your kids. They kill your dreams and make you live your fears. Here, they push keys, leaders control all the leaders. In our homes, ain't no food or no bottles either. They turn in hoopers from shot takers to gun shooters. My friends went from drug dealers to drug users. Inhale, we inhale on earth, worth go, but soul, soul, smoke grass, do dirt, unemployed, but got work, no correction from facilities, expect to see when 21's a life expectancy, ignorance, bliss, broke, get a fix, last the fifth, dip, plead a fifth, and drink a fifth, a nigga still three fifths, three fifths, okay. still three fifths, less than a human being, a nigga a commodity that could be bought and sold at the will of the master. No, it was raised by whites for the benefit of whites and to the detriment of blacks. And when a black man stands up talking about his constitutional rights, he's out of his mind. I ask myself how you deal with this White folks getting mad, they see us kneeling Not them killing us, how real is this? Can't stand it when you standing on your own too Acting like they own you Francis Scott Key owns slaves and Jerry Jones too Ain't shit changed, man They on the same thing The government in 12 still the biggest gangs, man Can't be peaceful cause you see what being peaceful do Want me to be like Dr. King, but shit y'all killed him too Ronald Reagan gave crack back in the 80s Turned black babies to projects From projects, process Niggas straight to jail but call it progress Take all the beats that we defeat Whitewash, rinse, repeat See the law, let's make the law So all the fallen take the fall They see your backs against the wall My back black is filled with scars I make the whips hit switch Now the whips turn to cars Said I'm three-fifths But got the other two-fifths with God Right? We might. Am I good enough? So you love me and hate me at the same time. But you can't do both. We can't do both. What? Nigga, still three fists. You still everything I got. Is it good enough? No. 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 It's okay. It's okay. You'll be alright. Um, so Jerry Jones, for those who don't know, he owns the Cowboys. And he was one of the most outspoken owners who was against the kneeling. And um, like really adamant as far as like players staying in their place, quote unquote, and saying like, hey, you're here to entertain, that's it. And that's a very like slave owner mentality. And for me, I had to start calling it like I see it. It was like, if nobody else is gonna say it, it was like, yo, why are you treating people as if they're property? As if, because they wear a jersey, that they don't have an opinion, that they don't, aren't, that they haven't, they don't feel for, for what's going on in society or have something that they wanna voice. So I felt like, yo, if, if you're able to say these players can't do this, 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 well, as an artist, it's supposed to be my job to call you out on it. And so that's why I think it was necessary to kind of talk about that. And 
as ridiculous as it is, as people being upset about that type of protest, it was like players kneel every game. Like that's how the game ends. All the time there's players, the quarterback's kneeling. So if that if the if the idea of that bothers you, just the physical aspect of it bothers you, it's like just because the we're we're playing the song. And all of a sudden, but it doesn't bother you when we're not playing the song and they doing it in, in, you know, in the middle of the game. What's the point? You know, and if anything, if all these players play on your team, maybe you should look at what they're dealing with to see what they what what their uh, experience is on a day to day basis. That might affect how they play. You know, it's like, yo, if this is what you guys struggle with, let me help to understand you. But instead, if it's like this dictatorship, then no, that shit's whack. So yeah, no, I gotta call them out all the time. Call a racist a racist, call a slave master a slave master, and that's what it is. Okay, like I mentioned earlier, you have some songs on the album that are somewhat lighthearted. Um, what was your wife's reaction to hearing Jump the Broom? Yeah. Lady, check it out, you got me mesmerized With your thick thighs and your brown ass eyes I wanna try with you Relax yourself, just vibe with you We set till we set till down See you on your grind See you on my timeline Hand holding fine wine Horoscope like signs Got me watching Lifetime <laughs> And I don't like Lifetime Girl, I know you see me falling <laughs> I don't. See me calling I wanna The plot is crazy The plot is crazy And maybe we can um, wasn't sure this day ever would come Just because you want a girl don't mean you ready for one Give you the closet and I split the bedroom with you Trying to sweep you off your feet and jump the broom with you I mean for real I've been doing my own thing Love has always had a way of having that time Do you really think you love me when we hardly know each other? Would it mean to be together forever, forever, ever, forever, ever? Blue skies, stormy weather. What happens when it's love phase? Do you change or do you say it's just a phase? Or do you stay or do you need some time to think or time to get your shit together? Have you met somebody better than me for you? It made me think just how the heart's connected to the head. The words we need to hear are really ones that's ever said. We'd rather live a lie. Front and knowing that who really got your back is the woman standing by your side. Things change when they're exchanging the rings. Getting married, staying married, but well, that's two different things. I was looking for a queen and the Lord sent me something. I'm trying to be a king and you could be my Lord in London. Hey, Chance, you can 
hype on this one, man. You know what I'm saying? But you're the first one who made me feel like this. And this is one opportunity that I can't miss. No, no. God's greatest creation. Oh man, she loves Jump the Room. Like she always, she she has so many different songs that's written about her, both good and and bad. We have breakup songs, and you know what I'm saying, and then also like really happy songs and stuff like that. So uh, it was really big for her because that and Nappy Hair, both of those songs were about her, and so for her to see herself within my art and how I see her versus sometimes what we may not even talk about. It's a whole different level of it. So uh, she heard it, I played it for her, and I usually don't play her everything. She kind of just so happens to hear it. But she heard it, and I just sat there and waited for her reaction, and she was just beaming, and she was like, oh, this is beautiful. I love this. I love this. So, yeah, like that's like her favorite song on there. Yeah. It's my favorite song, too. That's dope, man. I love that. I love, and plus, there's not too many rap songs that talk about that. Like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, what rap songs is getting married to, you know, and I didn't know too many. Well, I mean, Chance. Chance got a bunch now. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Last question, man. What do you hope to achieve with Jim Crow the Musical? Um, I want whatever this next generation of MCs who's coming around, who's going to be speaking their mind, I want them to be just as, like, outspoken, just as, like, yo, I got something to say. As, as I am, or was, whatever it is, you know? So hopefully this could set some sort of precedent in some way, and uh, just be enjoyed by the people who want to enjoy it. Thank you, Ad, too. And thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it, man. It's my brother, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, for years and years and years, so the fact that we got a chance to do this on this type of occasion means a lot to me. No doubt, me too, man. Peace. Jay, from your own mind, you know, you know. I, I guess right now we should start the show.